Hello, everybody. It is Dr. Rick dropping in on you, and it is Monday. So this is Money Monday, where we talk everything, money, finance, economics, um, all the things that you need in order to in order to advance your state, your financial state, your financial situation, your financial position. Um, it never ceases to amaze me how many people are discontent with their financial situation, how many people complain, how many people wake up every day in a state of self-professed misery in the realm of finance, career, uh, and a number of other different things, but we want to focus on the area of money for a minute today and do absolutely nothing about it. And one of the beauties of deciding to take on a career uh, and a life passion and work in human behavior is you get to understand the whys. Because it's easy to sit on the outside and say something doesn't make sense and it, 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 it's completely irrational, but it's in abundance. Certain behaviors, certain types of activities. And it's, well, you know, if, if, if money is really something that is in abundance, if money can be uh, earned and uh, accumulated by anyone. Why are so many people living at the edge of poverty or in many instances beneath the poverty line? And even those who aren't are in a place where they're not happy with what they have and no one seems to be doing anything. And I want to talk to you about the other side of the money equation. We, we do a lot of conversating, uh, conversations about uh, the practical steps, what to invest in, uh, what mechanisms to use, what to avoid, uh, and all of that stuff, you know, compound growth, uh, income annuities, uh, real estate investing, all that stuff is important to understand. Those are instruments. That's all they are. It all begins in how you think. When I look at the behavior of people in any area, not just finance, but in any area, and I look at, because I also deal with people who have spent years working on a job they hate. And my research tells me that 85% of the people in this country wake up every working day and go to a job that they hate. 85%. I didn't say they dislike the job. I didn't say they're uncomfortable on the job. I said they hate the job. They literally wake up. Do you realize the amount of emotional stress you put on yourself every day when you wake up and you go do something you don't want to do? And you and, and then you feel you're trapped in doing it because it's the only way for you to sustain yourself and you wake up. And yet people do it at a rate of 85%. The uh the day and time of the the uh, what is, what is it something like seventy five to eighty percent of first time heart attacks on Monday morning between five a.m. and noon? Why? The first day back to a job I hate, and I've got five more days to deal with it before I get a break. 
when you can you can you can literally sit up and you can create a space for yourself where you wake up to do what you absolutely love to do it doesn't mean that it's easy i can tell you what i do isn't easy in the sense of life just flows and does whatever i want it to but i wake up doing something i want to wake up doing and it's absolutely uh invigorating it's in uh it is exciting it's immensely challenging but i wake up and i do it because i made up in my mind that i was going to do it but then you have to ask the question is okay yeah you have those people that wake up and they do it what's the difference between the people who wake up and do it and the people who don't the same thing the difference in the people who go out and make things happen in their finances and don't it's a number of different things and i'm gonna tell you when you work on and you change these things you change your life and no, it's not a get 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 rich quick scheme. It's not a quick fix. It's not some magical elixir that you throw on life and everything changes. But what it is is a definite spark. Hello, Kim. How's everything going? Uh, good to see you. Look, here here here's some things that you need to understand if you're going to get your money right. You can have all of the X's and O's. We can talk about compound growth. We can talk about the S&P. We can talk about all the ways that you need to understand and be able to read financials and um, read the market. And we can talk about Bitcoin. We can talk about the Forex. We can talk about income annuities. We can talk about uh, uh, property acquisition and when it comes to real estate, how to understand. Uh, we can talk about knowing the differences between a liability and an asset. We could talk about um, everything from uh, asymmetric risk reward to tax liabilities. We could talk about all of that. But if you don't have the right mindset, it means absolutely nothing. If you don't have the right relationship with money, having the instruments and the ways to think. Because what I could tell you is John Crowley, a man that never made more than $12 an hour, worked as a parking lot attendant, retired as a millionaire. Why? Because he started to change the way he thought, which changed the way he behaved, which made him focus and create a completely different environment and culture in his home that allowed him to pay his home off, send his kids to college with a $12 an hour job and retire with uh, a portfolio of over 500,000. Let me let me explain something to you. And that's just one story. It's not where you start. It's how you start in the mindset that, in which you start, because most people don't understand before I can win in my behavior, I have to win in my thinking. I have to change my relationship and the culture that I'm operating in. And this is an abstract idea because when people think money, they think X's and O's, addition, subtraction, and multiplication. They don't think what am I creating? What type of environment am I creating? How much am I isolating myself? How much am I distancing myself from the very things that I need to be exposed to because of my thinking? Here's some things that you're going to have to change if you ever want to truly master money. Here's the biggest one, limiting beliefs. There's only a certain amount and only certain people can have it. Because I come from this background, I'll never be able to do it. I don't know anything, so I'll never be able to have all these limiting beliefs do is create what 
negative emotions that anchor you in a reality that service those emotions, recreate those emotions. And whether you believe it or not, whether you understand it or not, it is scientifically proven that your emotions are creating an energy that is going to dictate the type of reality that you experience daily and throughout your life. In other words, uh, energy emitted is resonant. What does that mean? Uh, resonance means that energy tends to attract like energy. So then everything has a frequency. Uh, the, most people are operating from stress, anxiety, worry, anger, bitterness, frustration, fear. All of those emit a energy and frequency and vibration that can be measured on the Hertz scale of 250 Hertz or less negative energy absolutely wreaks havoc on your body literally makes you sick this is a proven scientific fact this isn't some spiritual voodoo this is the reality of it your thoughts are the creation of your reality i wrote this in book number what book number 21 i am the power of personal declarations the things that you think about yourself the things that you say about yourself the things that you believe about what you can and cannot do will create your reality your thoughts are the seeds of your destiny if you're ever going to change your money situation you got to change first and foremost what you believe about yourself i can become financially independent i can become financially free i can become financially wealthy i can become abundant in life and all that i do and you got to create that and this is a consistent thought process this is a consistent place and it starts with gratitude guess what happens you're down here worry fear anxiety stress strife all these different things right 250 hertz of lore the moment you say i'm thankful you don't have to have a reason. Just say it. The moment I say you say I'm thankful, the moment you say I'm grateful, guess what happens? 500 hertz. And um, now imagine you get out of bed and you say I'm grateful first thing in the morning before you say anything else, before you think anything else, before you pick up the phone. Guess what happens? 500 hertz is how you start your day. How you start your day is usually how your day goes. That's an old saying. Everybody says it. People may not know why it works that way, but what I'm telling you is this is how it starts. You create the energy and the vibe. You set your state. But this is what happened. If you don't deal with the limiting beliefs about money, you're always going to have problems because your limiting beliefs are governing the parameters of your behavior. In other words, your belief system sets the environment but they also set the parameters of your engagement. If I believe something is possible, I'm going to try it. And if I really truly believe it, I'm going to invest a certain amount of effort, energy, and commitment to it that goes beyond what is normal, meaning that I'm not just gonna play around with it and run away from it until everybody I tried it and it didn't work. It means that no matter how much it takes because I believe it'll work, I'm gonna stick with it until it works. And that's the difference, but it starts with what? The belief that it's possible. If I don't believe that it's possible, I'm not gonna put the energy and effort into it. I'm going to get trifling and sorry and unfulfilling results, which is going to reinforce my belief that it's not possible, which is going to lessen the chance that I'm going to invest in it in energy effort again. And so what? I'll never get the result I'm looking for because I believed it was impossible. But if I believe it's possible with true belief 
um, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to invest an effort that is reflective of that belief. That's going to produce a result that's reflective of the effort, energy and commitment I put into it, which is going to reinforce the belief, which is going to make me double down the next time. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to create this exponential growth based on the fulfillment of what I believed in the first place. That's called faith. God designed the universe to respond to it. You can have whatever you want in front of you in way of mechanisms and opportunities. If you don't believe that you can, you will not. So the first thing you've got to do is you've got to change your beliefs of your limiting beliefs about you and money. The second thing that's going to help you change your relationship with money, because this is what this is about, your relationship with money, how you move and operate with money is going to determine what you have and what you don't have. And how I move doesn't mean that life is always going to be grand or life is always going to be horrible. What it means is consistently how you move in your relationship with money is just like any other thing. However, your relationship is with it. It's what you're going to experience out of it. Money's no different. But here's the second things. Now you've got to get rid of the your first number one is get rid of limiting beliefs. Now you got to get rid of negative ideas and beliefs. Limiting beliefs is about you. Negative and I, negative ideas and beliefs is about money. Money is the root of all evil. No, it actually says the love of money is the root of all evil. In other words, when you become so fixated on money that you lose your character and your integrity and you're willing to do anything and everything to get it, that's the root of all evil. Money itself is simply an instrument. It has no it, it has no value outside of what you apply to it. Your relationship with money will tell you what it is. If you have a, a desire to, to have money, to bless others, to support a lifestyle that is healthy for you and everybody in your environment, then there's nothing evil with money. Having another belief is having money is something wrong with it. Desiring money is a when you sit up and, and, and you feel guilty for desiring money that comes from a belief that having money is a bad thing or having too much money is being greedy and all these different things. When we read about some of the most blessed people in the Bible, that the very thing that we use to make ourselves feel guilty about money is are the people who had much and they were called blessed by God. Well, what's the difference? They were doing what they were supposed to with what they were blessed with. It's not what you have. It's what you're doing with what you have. Now, here's the beautiful thing. When I do the right thing with money, when I pour out, then I have a certain emotion, again, that anchors me in a belief that leads me to a behavior that amplifies what I'm able to do. But if you don't have the right uh, relationship with money, one of the things when people come to me and it's about that, we could talk about instruments to invest in all the time. That's a personal decision. It depends upon uh, whether you're going to be highly aggressive, what you, whether you're going to be conservative or whether you have a high risk aversion. And then you're going to have to learn how to move and operate based on that. But first and foremost, what is your relationship with money? How do you think about money? Do you see money as a bad thing? Because if you do, you're going to have problems getting it. If you see money as distant and only belonging to certain people, you're going to have a problem getting it because you're going to keep convincing yourself you don't deserve it. And when you keep convince yourself you don't deserve something, you don't move the same way. You don't operate the same way. Plus, you're anchoring yourself in a negative emotion. That negative emotion is going to what? Be 250 hertz or lower. And what's going to happen? You're going to attract other things that are 250 hertz or lower and none of it is good. Normally, you're going to attract a bunch of other people operating at 250 hertz or lower, and you're going to become this great big pity party of complainers about why life sucks, about why you can't have the career you want, why things are so difficult. Why? Because you've surrounded yourself around people that your energy receive, resonant energy. Energy attracts energy. I'm not just talking about something outside of me. I'm going to give you a prime example scientifically. I remember growing up as a kid, we'd watch cartoons, and there'll be always at some point on Bugs Bunny where there's this fat lady who sings at such a high pitch 
that she shatters the wine glass. And I used to always go, you can't do that. Then I got into uh, school and realized in, in, in a scientific um, uh, uh, in a scientific experiment that it's absolutely can happen. Here's what happens. You get a person who is very astute to sound as someone who sings opera. Number one is going to have a very uh, clear understanding of sound and they can mimic the sound with their voice, which is energy at, at its core, which creates a vibration that can literally travel through things. Okay. You take a glass. Every, now remember, everything is energy. Every freaking thing is energy. It's a, energy on a different scale. The glass is energy. How you tell the frequency of the glass is you get a tuning rod and you tap the glass. That glass is going to give you a sound of the frequency that it's on. What happens is the moment that she starts to sing from the sound she just heard from the glass, she mimics the energy which travels because what? Like energy attracts like energy. So the glass absorbs the energy. It doesn't travel out around it. It pulls the energy because it is exactly like the energy. What happens is the physical structure of the glass cannot uh, absorb the vibrations so of what it shatters. The same thing happens in life. You are attracting the things that your emotions are dictating. When you're sad, when you're down all the time, when you're frustrated all the time, when you're depressed, when you're angry, when you're bittered, when you're worried, when you're afraid, all those things are negative energies and you attract like things. And what happens is those like things reinforce the negative energy and you spend your time in this thing that just keeps changing churning and churning and recreating the reality you hate, the reality you don't like, and you don't realize that you are feeding the very storm that's destroying your life. You have to sit up and say, you know what? I'm going to change the way I think about money. Money is an instrument for greatness. You start to say that money is an instrument for greatness. Money will allow me to bless other people. Money will allow me to live free and stress-free about what needs to be done in my life. I no longer have to worry about whether the bills are paid. I no longer have to worry about how I'm going to feed the children. I no longer have to worry about how I want to do this. Now I can take that trip I want to. Now I can do this. Now I can invest like I said I was going to invest. And it all starts with saying there's nothing wrong with money. It's not money that's the root of all evil. It's the love of money at a level that compromises your character. If you, if you can sit up and say, Lord, give me the, and the thing is, start being thankful for the things you have. Because in, th in being thankful for the things you have, what? You create the capacity for more. It's in the appreciation of the things you have that you create the capacity. Gratitude is the gateway to abundance. When I start to appreciate what I have, I open the gateway. And then when I open the gateway, more things come in to be thankful for. And then this exponential process of growth and expansion and abundance. Let me tell you something. When you really truly realize who you are and how you are created, things change for you because you stop chasing things. You understand things come from you. You don't have to chase things. You have to evolve into what you desire. And here's the thing you have to understand. It's not that I'm chasing abundance. I am abundant. I am created from God. And in my mind are thought 70,000 thoughts a day traveling my mind, most of I'm, most of which I'm unaware of. And they do this each and every day. And then outside of the 70,000 thoughts that travel in my mind, there are thoughts and ideas moving around in this universe, which is the mind of God sitting there and they're coming. What do you think these ideas come from? 
They come from people opening up their minds to move outside of the boxes of thought and paradigms that govern and create parameters that lock them in. It's the people who are willing to open their mind and say, what if I don't do it that way? What if I do it this way? That come up with this thing. The person who created the periodic table uh, for chemistry in a dream, to sit up with a dream, open mind. Why did it happen in a dream? No conscious mind to say it's impossible. When you are in a state where you put your conscious, that state of theta, Oh, when you get away from the beta state of consciousness, where everything is filtering through what you believe and what you, you, you can't intercept it, you can't stop it and things happen. But there are ways to get through it without being asleep. But so much comes in dreams. Why? Because you can't interrupt it. That's why God used dreams and visions. Why? Because the mind is what I'm saying. That's impossible. That's impossible. I'm almost certain that David would have never sit up and thought about what he would do and how he would do if he would have sit up and met that from the consciousness. But it's the vision. It's the dream. It's the vision. It's the dream. And when when God made his promise, he says, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon men. And what? We're going to dream. We're going to have we're going to dream dreams and have visions. What? Every man has a vision. Every man has a dream. Why? Because it surpasses and surplants the idea of the experiences that have created his current reality. And it allows him to look beyond something and see something greater. But you have to be willing to do that. You have to be willing to sit up, you know, hey, man, this is the thing. So then again, so I have to evaluate and say no negative ideas or beliefs about money. And I have to be willing to recognize those negative beliefs that this is going to happen, that that's going to happen, that that's going to happen. And money is this and money is that. And only people like this get money and money is this. And, and, and the whole thing is you are sitting there and you are literally by your self-talk in your statements, writing the narrative in the chapters of your life by what you are stating and what you are believing. You get to control your beliefs. You get to control the ideas by sitting up and saying, I'm no longer going to operate within that belief. I am not limited by what is going on around me. This is an environment. It is a circumstantial situation. Okay, thank you. All right, so this is a circumstance. Your circumstances is temporal. How you think is going to determine how you move in the circumstance. How you move in the circumstance is going to tell, uh, is going to dictate the outcome of the circumstance. What are you getting at? What I'm getting at is you are in more, you are more in control of your life than you think you are. Life isn't happening to you; it's responding to you. It's responding to your beliefs. The entire universe is responding to your beliefs. That's what God designed it to do. Faith is simply what moves the universe on your behalf or, or against you. Now, faith is neutral. That's what most people don't see because faith is always associated with your with your religion or your faith or your relationship with God. Most people only see the positive side of faith. What you don't realize is faith is neutral. What if I believe something bad? It's 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 what's what's going to produce. If you think I'm kidding, go back to numbers and look at what was going on with the children of Israel. And when it was time to make the choice of whether they were going to go over into Canaan and they were going to take the land that God had promised Abraham. And they decided that they were going to listen to the 10 spies instead of listening to Joshua and Caleb. When they, Joshua and Caleb said, we can take it. The 10 spies says, we can't. They're giants over there. We're like grasshoppers and eyes. The million said, we believe the 10. 
and God called Moses over. Let me highlight you, Moses. Come over here for a minute, bro. Let me highlight you. Tell them that I have heard their complaints against me. Tell them I've heard their complaints against me. And the first time, you know, in, 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 in searching this out and trying to understand it, I'm like, when did they complain against God? The moment that they said they couldn't, when he said, already had said they could. They call God a lot. They complain. They sit up and said it was impossible. God said it wasn't impossible. God said it was. But that was the complaint against him. But he said, tell them as they have spoken in my hearing, so shall I do to them. God is speaking from a place of being the entire universal force that moves the world. As you have spoken in my hearing, so shall I do to you. As you have thought and believed in your life, so shall it happen to you. What are you doing? You're sitting, you're constantly sitting up recycling old memories instead of changing the direction. That's the beauty of what God gave you a mind to create. That's how people change their lives. They create a new narrative. They create a new image. They create a new vision. They create a new outcome. They do this and then it happens. Your relationship with money is going to dictate how you move with money. That's how you get someone like John Crowley who didn't have a college education, who had a $12 an hour job as a parking lot attendant, end up with an over $500,000 portfolio, a home paid for, his kids sent off to college. How? He changed his thinking and he thought enough. You, can, can you imagine being a man who makes $12 an hour and you got these guys who make anywhere from six figures to seven figures handling other people's money, walking by and parking their cars in his parking lot every day. And he's sitting up there and he's seeing them. Pride could have sit up and said, and these people, which most people do, these people are sitting up and all they're doing is burning people you know, and don't get me wrong, people get got in money. It's like anything else. But he, he could have sit up and said that. He could have sit up with his pride and said, I ain't asking them nothing. But what he did is he said, they obviously know something I don't. And if they can get it, I can have it too. And I'm going to trust that I can have it if they can have it. They're, they they know something I don't know, but they're not better than me. Somebody that has the answer isn't better than you. They're more informed than you. Somebody that has the resources isn't better than you. They're more equipped than you. You have the ability through your mind to become equipped, to become informed. And what he did is he asked those people who were parking in his garage, what should he do? He took the advice and he acted on it. Why? Because he believed it. He created a new relationship with money. And it changed not only his life, it changed the life of everyone in his home. And because of the story, now it's changing the lives of millions of people because the average person who's barely getting by and saying, wait a minute, there's something I can do. I'm not stuck in this. Something I heard someone say who was a major player in investing and made a lot of money. Something I heard him say is if you don't have any money to invest, that's the number one cue that you need to be investing. If you don't have any money to invest, that's an absolute clue that you need to be investing. In other words, you should have. And if you don't, you're going to have to create it. It's not going to magically appear because here's the thing. If you don't have money, it's because of your relationship with money. I don't mean just cash. I mean money. I mean something of value that you can leverage to create the reality you want. It's not always cash. It's the things of value. It's the property you hold. It's the instrument you're invested in. It's the things you Matter of fact, cash is the weakest asset you can hold. But 
back to the simple things. Look, so the thing is, you have to create a new narrative. You have to create a new idea. You have to sit up and change your narrative and your relationship with money. The final thing you've got to do is you're going to have to create new emotional anchors associated with the idea of the perceived or the desired outcome. In other words, you need to learn how to visualize. That's why I created Visionetics. The Visionetics Institute is based on a concept of visualization that goes all the way back to biblical times. It's been psychologically proven, scientifically proven that how you are able to visualize, you literally are able to create. And this is the thing you've got to create. But here's the thing in visualization. The power of visualization is the anchors. Here's the most powerful thing that you get. Emotions are anchors. Your emotions set your tone. You get sad. That's your tone. You're in that mood. You're in that state. And you have to find a way to pull yourself out of that state. And so what? What do you do? You literally visualize what it is you want, what you're driving, whatever, it, whatever things that you see yourself doing with a, a level of financial freedom where you have an excess of money. And whatever you see yourself doing that brings you fulfillment, that brings you joy, there's an emotion attached to it. When you visualize at a high enough level, God has designed your mind that it cannot distinguish between what's really happening and what you're imagining. Why? Because that creates the emotion that anchors you, that you can revisit, that will give you the impetus to follow through. This thing is literally made up for you to follow. But here's the thing. This is why I've been so successful, because I can get people to that state. And it's not just about money. I do it in every area of life. But we're talking about money today. And the thing is, you can have all the X's and O's and everything like this. Here's what I can tell you. You can take a person who has the wrong relationship with money. You can take them and you can pay off all their bills. You can give them a surplus, surplus of cash, cash. And with a certain amount of time, their bills are going to be back through the roof and they're going to have zero cash. Uh, and why is that? It's because their relationship with money is flipped. It's inverted. They see it the wrong way. They use it the wrong way and they function with it the wrong way and they never develop the right relationship. Most people are sitting up working for money instead of giving their money a job. Most people are sitting up and thinking that things is what will fulfill them in the way of abundance when truth is freedom is the fulfillment. Not what I drive, but the freedom to drive, the freedom to go, the freedom to choose what I'm going to do today, the freedom to sit up and say, I'm going to be able to move here. I'm going to go here. I'm going to do that. The freedom of being able to say, I'm going to eat healthier because I can afford better food. The freedom to sit up and say, I'm going to move to an environment where it's less stressful, less traffic, less do, and sit up and be able to facilitate it financially. It's the freedom that brings a healthier mindset, a healthier state. It's freedom. It's not things, but most people are chasing things. And what do you have? Most people are chasing things at a rate where they're increasing their bills and expenditures and exposure, and they're reducing their assets and their ability to sustain financial freedom because they're chasing things. They're getting these things and they're finding out after all these things, they're still not fulfilled. Things tend to trigger uh, trigger the neuroreceptor or hormone dopamine. It's a great feeling. That's why you get buyer's remorse so many times. You go into the store, you see these great pair of shoes, you see this, 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 that car, whatever, and you go, oh my God, I gotta have it. And you go and you buy it. And when you get home, 
you're looking at it and you may get excited. You may even get excited and the excitement lasts all the way till you wear it the first time. Then all of a sudden you pass by and you see that receipt sitting on the counter. You go, I spent that much for this. And you have buyer's remorse and you see so many people bringing stuff back because of why are you having buyer's remorse? Because it didn't provide you with what you thought it was or the feeling that it gave you wasn't sustained. What you want is to produce the neuroreceptor serotonin. That's through fulfillment. That's something that can be sustained. It has an even kill. It's where healing begins. It's 450 hertz or higher. Oh, it's all those things that can be measured and you get to choose and create it. I mean, it's an awesome thing. But again, it's got to be you. It's got to be something that you choose to do. Well, I hope that you do that. So you got to uh, confront your limiting beliefs. You got to get rid of all negative ideas and beliefs. You got to evaluate your approach towards money. How are you moving and operating and dealing with money? Your relationship. Finally, you need to create uh, positive emotions that are anchored in the beliefs and the ideas and the visions and the hopes that you have for money when you get it. And that's what I'm going to leave you with today. Uh, in the description box, uh, this is the last day for this offer. You can get when you sign up for the Mind Unleashed course, you're going to get the seven day online business launch course free. That's a six hundred dollar uh, value. You're going to get a five hundred dollar power session with yours truly to talk about some of the things that you can immediately do to change the trajectory of your life in any area, including money, but not limited to it. Uh, and also there's a link in there for those of you who are really, truly serious about changing your life over the course of the next year. There is a link that will take you to show you how you can work with yours truly on a one on one basis. But whatever you do, you need to start really thinking about where you are. If you have a situation in your life that you're not happy with, not just money, but anything that you're not happy with and you're not doing anything about it, ask yourself why. You are in control of your destiny. You're not in control of every situation or every circumstance, but you are absolutely 100% in control of how you respond to it, how you operate in it, and the outcome. And that, hey, what's up, E? Uh, man, it was great interviewing and sitting down and talking with your wife, man. Uh, we need to sit up and connect. And uh, I'll get those books uh, as soon as possible and you, you can grab them for me. Uh, thanks for popping in. Hey, look. It's about a relationship. Everything you do is about a relationship with your life, your relationship with God, your relationship with everybody you deal with, but your relationship with your own expectations for yourself. How do you see yourself? If you don't see yourself doing exceptional and extraordinary things, you will never do it. If you don't see yourself deserving of exceptional and extraordinary things, you'll never perceive it. You'll never get it. What you've got to do is decide that you're going to change the entire paradigm through which you're operating. Look, on that note, I got to get out there. I have a client at the top of the hour, so I got about 10 minutes to prepare. So I need to get off of here. But again, look in the description box again. This this uh, this offer ends at midnight. So you're going to get the Mind Unleashed courses, which is exactly you what you need to get rid of limiting beliefs and negative ideas. The Mind Unleashed course is the first stage of setting yourself up for unbelievable success in any walk and area of life. Uh, when you get that, you're going to get the seven day online business launch course. That business launch course is what I've used for the last 14 years to create multiple revenue streams online from everything from book sales uh, to program sales to courses uh, to written content. 
uh, ad revenue, so many other things, and all that stuff is explained in the course of all these different ways that you and make money. You get that for free. You get to work with me for an hour in a power session for free. That's a $550 value. Or you can just go all out and go down to the bottom and look at that link. That link is how you can work with me from anywhere from 12 weeks to a year to completely um, restructure how you move in life to ensure success. On that note, I'm going to get ready to get off here and get prepared for my clients. You guys have an unbelievable remainder of your day. As I always say, I live my life on full so that when I leave this place, I die on E. The money is simply an instrument. It's what a, it's what you're doing. What are you giving? What are you leaving this place? I tell everybody all the time, the first half of my life was about me proving what I can do, what I can have, what I can drive, where I can live, all that bull crap that people get caught up in. Second half of my life is about my legacy. The thing I'm leaving behind that will speak of me long after I'm gone. What will people say about how their lives change when I met them? What will people say when they say, I read this book, or I read that book, that man wrote, and uh, I went to this lecture, I went to this conference, I sat down and I worked with him for a year, whatever. It's that. I'm leaving a legacy that will speak of me that my kids can glean from, that my kids can be blessed by. So again, Live your life on full. Don't you take any of that potential to the grave with you. On that note, I'm out. You guys have an unbelievable remainder of your day.